0: another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. Uh, I'm Josh. This is episode 166, I think. Yep. <laughs>
1: That's why and... I wrote the title.
0: Perfect. Uh, <laughs> today we are reviewing past lives. I don't know if we uh, mentioned what we were reviewing last week for sure, but it was up in the air for a while until Jacob made the easy decision for us. Thanks, Jacob.
2: <laughs> Really well, you, you
1: meant to do it or not, are you uh, directly Yeah, I think it was influenced. unintentional,
0: but uh, definitely welcomed, because there was not a lot out. No. So past uh, lives. Just
2: Gran Turismo. Yeah, <laughs> <guys>. Gran Turismo. <laughs> yep.
0: Full title, Gran Turismo, based on a true story. Don't forget that.
2: That's so bad. Is that actually the truth? That actually that's is the it. Yes, that's yeah, the because actual, so I funny. saw that when I went to go see it on the, at the theater and I'm like, is that? I wonder if they just put that on AMC, but then I'm like, no, they actually that that's is the name.
1: So gross. It's bad. <laughs> it was like, what was that Mo- Air? Wasn't Air like a longer oh, name?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think so. I'm uh, fuck. What was the full I don't know if they officially made that like the extended title, but like if you look up Gran Turismo on IMDb, it says Gran Turismo based on a false or based on a true story. Air just says Air right now, but it does say okay. Air courting a legend on the quarter uh, on the quarter on the poster.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, like they Grand- should have called it Gran Turismo, not the video game based <laughs> on a true story.
1: <laughs> yeah, did like. Did somebody like accidentally print that? And they're like, oh, fuck. Well, we can't go back now.
2: They're like, that was supposed to be the subtitle guy. He's like, well, I already hit enter. <laughs> so the- wait,
0: my In- Gran Turismo okay, wait, says Gran Turismo. let bring up a question, though, if you know anything about the movie. Does the kid use a racing simulator to get good at racing or does he actually play the game Gran Turismo? Because other than, if this is based on a true story, what's the connection to the game if he doesn't play so this- Gran Turismo?
2: It, so that's actually said like an exact line in it is basically she said, oh, why do you love so much about that game? He's like, well, it's not actually a game. It's a racing simulator. <laughs> like, so <okay>. Gran Turismo <laughs> said, no, is that? not a game. It's a racing simulator.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, that's true.
1: Also, I had, had no idea Neil did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen his... Well, definitely his that last horror movie he made, but I don't think I've seen the past couple movies he's made because obviously they've been... Jacob
1: loved Demonic.
0: Pretty stupid. Yeah. Oh, Jacob, yeah, right. you saw Demonic. I forgot about
2: that. Yeah, I did. Big Neil Huge. guy. Oh, yeah. He just needs to get Peter Jackson back to produce for him, and maybe he'll make something good again.
1: Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, he's been on a, a little bit of a cold streak. Since his first movie, <laughs> since the beginning of time.
0: All right. Well, that was a long way of saying we're reviewing past lives. <laughs> that month, we're not reviewing we Gran Turismo. We're not, yeah, exactly. What we're reviewing and what we're not reviewing. It's been covered. Uh, cover some interviews, and I don't know. That's about it. We do have some in-house stuff. I should go over that real quick. Uh, John Wick Premium is up. And available. Best premium yet, Jacob? Of course. Obviously.
2: We only get better.
0: Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, we cover John Wick's chapters 1 through 4, even though 4 just came out. Uh, We do include that in the premium. It's available on Bandcamp, obviously, for a minimum donation of $1. And the premium, or the the Patreon, is popping off. Let's go. You could, could, if you really wanted to uh, be frugal with your money, you could subscribe for one dollar for a month, listen to all the premium episodes, and then unsubscribe.
1: But don't do that. But don't. Do
0: that. <laughs> no, no, that's it's the classic. They forget that they're subscribed, and then just it's continuous.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: It's one of those. So do it that. It Might
1: take them thirty days to even listen
0: to that all. Uh, that's true. What's to say? So yeah, John Wick Premium, check that out. Um, that's about it. What's new with you guys?
2: Well, what's new with you? How are you feeling?
0: I am feeling... I'm feeling all right. I uh, I did have back surgery on Monday. Got my herniated disc removed. And I was feeling pretty stiff the first couple days. I actually feel better today. But uh, yeah, I just... Uh, have been moving around a little slower. It was pretty minor surgery, so you know nothing too serious. But um, yeah, feeling pretty good.
2: Did they say On what the recovery. recovery
0: time is? Mm, they give you like a pretty big window of like six to eight weeks. So, oh, that, that's, that's for, faster
2: like, than I expected, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, that's like even that the the long end of that is just like picking up, you know, heavy objects and like repeatedly bending and twisting. I'm, I'm like three or four weeks. I'll be like, I should be moving regularly again, but just keeping physical activity very light still. They hmm, not removed the whole
1: fucking disc.
0: No, not the whole disc, just the herniation, but like, he did say was he really was like, like oh. uh, he was, you know, asking, oh, you're feeling better. Do you still want to go through with the surgery? I'm like, yes, just fucking do it, please. And, He's like, okay, it's probably recessed, you know, quite a bit because it's been a while since you initially injured it. And then after the surgery, he's like, oh yeah, we still took out like quite a bit. So it was, it was pretty bad.
2: It was fucked. Basically.
0: It was fucked. Yeah.
2: He's like, now I'm an inch shorter.
0: (laughs) God, that would suck.
1: Could you imagine it took a whole ass inch?
0: (laughs) Yeah. just That would be a lot. But uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Anything new with you guys?
2: No, well, no, no surgeries. Yeah,
0: okay. I'm no,
2: still waiting no. on my test results, so that's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You took your weighing on my head for.
1: Yeah, I can't a believe, you believe you now you tested for
2: AIDS. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At what test, <laughs> Be specific. <laughs>
2: the law exam for the MPJE. Oh, that one. I forgot what that stands for. It's like multidisciplinary don't even know. jurisdiction. <laughs> Pharmacist exam? No, I don't. Something like that. But Sweet. I still don't have my results, so I'm just feeling that impending doom or not. How long does it take? As seven. It could take up to fourteen days. Which it's a. I never get those when you do a test electronically. They really and it's only pass or fail. Like they changed in twenty one. Like before, you used to have to get a seventy five out of like. 120 and I got like a hundred and something last time. And this time, now that there's no grade, it's just, there's 120 questions, 107 count, but you still have to answer all 120. Oh, and good for you. you yeah, pass only... or fail. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You just either pass or fail. They don't tell you what you got. There's no score. It's just either pass or fail, which I almost
1: would prefer sometimes. Like, I don't care Maybe. what the score was, but.
2: But if it's just that, why can't? Why does it take so long just to fucking tell me?
1: I don't know. Jacob asked the MPDGC elemental i
2: I'm about to I'm about to call up exactly. the head. You're like, hey, we need to talk.
1: Here's the thing.
2: Just you... give me the pass. How much you want? Yeah,
1: you know I pass. Just fucking tell
2: me. <laughs> Lincoln says you can give him my results right now.
1: Who's Lincoln? Abraham.
2: Yeah, the penny. was a joke.
1: Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> or a $5 bill. Leave the
0: dad jokes bill. to the dads, all right?
1: <laughs> yeah, Jacob. <laughs> You're not my dad! I don't have anything, I don't think.
0: Okay, well, we can get into the the beer then. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> be. You guys go ahead. Yeah, I know this was technically josh's pick that was somewhat hijacked but we're doing what we can to drink the same beer in the meantime right yeah
1: we're doing i'll let you talk about what it we though. can with what we're given
0: yeah, yeah we're I'm working with what to.
1: we got okay so i'm excited um, for Kyle this F- yeah i am too now but not uh, <laughs> a little bit reading through the what? reading through the description i'm a little less excited than i was previously but um, we're, we're drinking. So Kyle grabbed this. I don't know where from probably Horax or something, but, um, mm-hmm. I knew that super liquor and Jackson happened to carry equilibrium. Um, so they actually looked for, we had, Kyle gave me three options and I looked for all three. This was the only one that they had, but it may or may not have been the right choice anyway. Um, so we have from equilibrium again, uh, our fa- our next sponsored brewery, I guess. Um, yeah, for real. And this is in a collaboration with Parish Brewing Company. So well, there we go. Now there's one that no we haven't
0: had. So that's
1: yeah, that's huge. Boring. Yeah, huge, uh, huge collab. We're clearly into collabs around here. Uh, Equilibrium Brewing is based in Middletown, New York. Parish Brewing Company is in Broussard, L- Louisiana. We've been dancing around it, but the name of the brew, or the name of the beer is ghost in the laboratory laboratory uh, it is an imperial IPA uh, 8.5 percent strap in because we have a long description here um, but the description on. reads use huh I said wait hold on oh okay I'm strapped okay Jacob are you strapped in ready okay Using a mashed-up grain bill from straight out of the laboratory and ghost in the machine, we used a massive dose of CO2 extract, Citra Incognito, and our hand-selected Citra T90s on the hot side, followed by an insane amount of Citra Lupo Max and our handcrafted Citra T90s for the double dry hop, the heaviest dry hop in Equilibrium's history. Ghost in the Laboratory pours opaque and vivid yellow and has very strong aromas of extreme mango supported by tropical nectar. The flavor is explosive with extremely saturated notes of mango smoothie, grove stand, orange juice with plenty of pulp, orange tang, tropical fruit cup in syrup, dank grass, and a rainbow melon creamsicle note from our. EQ juice finish. Hashtag EQ juice finish. Wow. You guys got all that? That's a (laughs) lot. Yeah. I had to pull it up Um, so I could read along. Yeah. I'm kind of, it sounds like uh, it's like, should we be drinking this? (laughs) It sounds like (laughs) banned substances. that There's DMA in here. There's.
0: If you told, if you told a mom mom that there's Lupamax in uh, their kids candy, they would probably take it away.
1: Or Citra T90s. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You guys are going to um, glow
0: after drinking this.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, our our, uh, our COVID vaccines are going to kill us. Yeah, they'll, from they'll, this. Just, you know, they'll activate, yeah. They'll react with it, yeah. will <laughs> become, we'll become a ghost zombies. in the laboratory.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think there's anything else in this. Um, i got to grab my can out. One second.
0: Okay. Well, I will we'll say that uh, I grabbed this. Um. Yeah, from the shelf. And just all I, w- I just wanted to try this on my own because Equilibrium, they've had banger IPAs. Uh, it was a double IPA, it was a collab. Um, I know Parish, their uh, skew of like, they have a couple beers, like Ghost of the Machine, Double Dry Hop Ghost of the Machine. And those are all very highly lauded beers. So uh, this collab, you know, obviously with Equilibrium's IPAs being so good, plus that it sounded really good. I know Josh was probably turned off by the fruity notes and probably the haziness of it. It's not <laughs> technically classified as a hazy on untapped just says a double IPA, but it's probably going to taste like a hazy. So sorry about that. But again, working with what we got, it does come in at a th- four, three, four with ten and a half thousand uh, yeah. ratings though. So good. very high.
1: Got the hazy bump.
0: Yeah, probably a bit of the hazy bump for sure. But, um, Still excited to try it, nonetheless. I mean, if it's,
1: I am too because it says the heaviest dry hop. So yeah,
0: I, I heard dank grass in there as a flavor note. So yeah, could be yeah, true. Could be up your alley a little bit at least. Maybe it's maybe it's just perfectly be, balanced yeah. between the IPA and the hazy. You know,
1: I would love that.
0: All right, well, I, it's, would absolutely uh, I love
1: that. Smells fucking amazing. Love that.
0: Love that. Oh, yeah, it does. Wow.
1: Um. Yeah, very good. But definitely in the same.
0: On the easy side? <laughs> I mean, it reminds, the same or? it reminds
1: me of. I mean, it's same, same, different. <laughs> as Holmes would say. Uh, yeah. it's, I don't know. It, it kind of tastes just like. Exactly what I would expect it to taste like, honestly, which is not a bad thing, but I'm just over these things. I'm over them. I'm get them out of here. Quit giving them four, three, four. So they think that it's good and get make another one. let's just let's as a collective whole
2: <laughs>
1: ban these fucking things. No, I'm just not ban them. Just kidding. But I'm over it.
0: we chill on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's. Hmm. Well, I really like it. Definitely solid I'm, by any more of a fan.
1: Yeah, definitely solid by all. I mean, all stretches like it is exactly what it says it is. And
0: yeah, I don't fine. find it, it, is, it too. Um, there's like, you know those hazies that almost just taste like flat and like zero hop or bitterness to them. Like I am getting a a little bitterness to this. I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying it's bitter, but I'm saying compared to the hazies where it's like totally flat, bland, like I do think it's better balanced than those. And um, yeah, I think, I think that just helps, helps the fruitiness rather than, you know, like when that's front and center and that's the only thing you taste, it's like, I don't know, it's just too much, but I like this.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely more bitter than the other ones. It reminds me of that the literally the last episode we had rose and mm. yeah. this kind of really reminds me of that.
0: Oh my god, the bottom of my cane's thick. I haven't gotten to the bottom yet because I'm trying to like sip yeah, recorded it, I haven't poured poured it into a glass. One. But I don't. Do the bottom Are you is saying
1: thick. that I should go get a glass.
0: I uh, oh yeah, I probably would if I were you.
1: Okay, Jacob, go to your beer, and I'll go grab a glass.
0: Yeah. All right.
2: Sure. I am drinking. I'm so excited, about, Jacob. I'm drinking Beach Bounty and by New Realm out of Atlanta, Georgia. It's a lager with coming out of two percent. And are you strapped in? Because I have a description here as well.
0: I am still strapped from uh, from Josh's epic description.
2: All right, good. So, it's a lager with lime and Sabro hops. Wow, that was, that's it. <laughs>
0: bing bang,
2: that was huge. Yeah, it. I already started because I didn't want to be alone while you guys were sipping. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. it oh. tastes like a lime <laughs> with notes of beer. It's very. Tastes like a lime, lime with
0: notes of beer. Shouldn't it taste like a beer with <laughs> yeah. notes
2: of lime? Jesus Christ. You'd you'd think it's just like a very limey. For a lager, it's pretty tart. And mm-hmm. honestly, when I first I picked it up, I thought it was gonna be a Mexican lager. So I thought it was gonna taste a bit like you know, like Corona or something. Right. Which works very well with lime. But yeah, it's, that, yeah, it's not a that. Mexican lager with hint of lime is delicious. <laughs> This is an American lager taste mixed with lime. Turns out,
0: not as good. Lime with a hint of lager.
2: Yeah, it's very limey. Which, I mean, isn't a bad thing. It's good. It's just, like, I kind of wanted them to, like, mesh better. And it doesn't feel, it just feels like the lime is just taking over everything.
0: Yeah. Probably tastes more like a... Like a lime goza than a than a lager.
2: Yeah, but kind of like a sad lime goza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because it still is a lager at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, like
2: they should have just went for that. But I looked at their like description of the brewery, and they said they're trying to break norms, and, do their mm-hmm. and it says rethink tradition, bend the rules, reconfigure boundaries, blah, blah, blah.
1: Wow. Um. Can Can you just tell me a quick uh, quick name?
2: Uh. Yeah. It, I mean, it, the name is Beach Bounty, but I can read the description too. Have it's you read a it? Strap in, though. Logger with lime and Sabro hops. Ooh, that's huge. It. It just tastes like, but it's not like a Mexican lager with lime. So it just tastes like a lime with like a weird American lager taste that doesn't, and they don't blend very well. So it's just kind of sad tasting. It's fine. It's not. It's very mediocre.
0: It's like not bad at all. Looks can be (laughs) deceiving. It is
2: a limited release. So yay. I feel exclusive.
0: Exclusivity. Yeah. Got to get that. Uh, okay, I just, just want to say one more thing on this. As I'm drinking it, I am getting more and more of the grassy, bitter on the back of my tongue. Kind of leaves like a lasting taste, which uh, which is good. Keeps yeah, me, um, it makes me want to keep drinking it.
1: Yeah, I want the... If you said the bottom is thick, I kind of want... Oh, yeah, there it is. Do you see what I'm saying? I kind of <laughs> want that all in there. Yeah, so I yeah, can...
0: There you go. Fuck
2: you! I'm just trying to
1: fucking help you. Yeah. Do you get it? No, it is. Definitely. Yeah. No, it is. It's yeah, good.
0: The more the more you drink it like I am getting that like it's it's lingering on the back of my tongue. And it's it's yeah, I don't the think grass. it
1: justifies me to change change my rating, but
0: No, I would say you're if yeah, I'm only slightly above you and you're like you know, not the biggest fan of these. So I think yours is even higher than what I thought you were going to give it. So,
1: well, I can't Uh, give it any less than what I gave Rose. (laughs) So I felt like (laughs) sure. Got to give it the same.
0: Sure. 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 Okay. Anything else on these beers?
1: No, but I do kind of want to talk about a certain beer I had because why not? It doesn't have to be on (laughs) the show. We can talk about beers, interesting beers that we've had. Oh, of course. Um, it's,
0: it's encouraged, I would say.
1: I uh, So Founders, I sent it to you guys, but they released a... Um, I don't know if it's like this first year because I haven't seen it prior, but there's only 528 ratings, so I would assume that it was c- created this year. But Founders came out with an Imperial pumpkin beer that was barrel-aged in maple syrup or ma- barrel-aged with maple syrup and spices, so... I'm assuming that they used maybe CBS barrels or barrels that they had gotten from there, um, and then they threw this big old beer in it. Um, I think that I had gotten a little too hyped for it, and it this might be fringe too boozy for what it's going for. Uh, it is like, <laughs> yeah 13.1 percent pumpkin beer and i do like imperial pumpkin beers but when they when you get in into a beer and it starts tasting like hot and that's like a term to like boozy
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it almost like hurts it a lot and i i think that this is a tad too on the boozy end so while it is good, you Kyle, you actually might like this more than than any one of us. Um, yeah, I, I the, the after Senate reading the of, description and
0: stuff, I I am willing to try it and kind of excited to try it. So
1: yeah, so I I've a bottle for you, and then I've oh, end up sending something over to Jacob. I could ship a beer over to him too, but very excited for it. But it was a little lackluster, I'd say.
0: Okay. Yeah. We'll uh, definitely have to try that yeah, soon. I was just listening.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Usually I feel like you have input on everything.
0: Yeah. It's founders. It's your boys.
1: Yeah. Do you ever get on the founders bump?
2: <laughs> but I'm now I'm a Virginian. So
1: I'm kind of sitting at like a three, seven, five right now for it.
0: What is your, uh, they don't always let's hit. It. Let's hit, let's find an equivalent for founders for you. Have you, you been on the lookout for one or what's what's your founders over there
2: yeah i mean tech there's a lot of like big breweries out here but none have been like to that level that I've tried. what was yet. that
1: one that you just had that you said was like a regional brewery out of virginia you just featured that i think you just have backbone it. well yeah the was that the or the um the volcano one
2: Oh, that's Arlen. So, yeah, they're they're good, but I mean, Founders... Arlen or of, As, Aslan? Aslan, I mean, yeah.
1: I would say Aslan is pretty big, right?
0: <laughs> Can you guys get it? Um, I, Kyle's checked in I Aslan
1: know. Brewing, right?
0: Yeah, I remember I tried. I've had two beers from them, but I don't remember oh, where That's not it.
1: What Those is might it called? Have
0: been ones that Aslan's out Indiana. of
1: Washington.
2: No, As they Virginia. That's Virginia. Mm-hmm. Alexandria. Yeah, yeah, which is they're like half an hour. Well, yeah, about a half hour for me. Everything mm. I've had from them has been good so far.
1: They got a four point oh seven average, which is huge.
2: Oh,
0: actually, I bought both so I of these at Horox, so yeah. I mean, I've I can probably as long as Hor Huro- they they did they run the end caps though, which is like their like specialty stuff that they get from. I don't know all over it's not stuff that like you can once they rotate it it doesn't it doesn't always stay in there this was the one where I had that I had that IPA it was the peanut butter and jelly uh IPA
2: Yep, pretty yep. Interesting.
0: yeah but I don't know if I've seen any beer from them at Horax since then so uh, it would be hard to say like oh yeah go find an aslan beer and I'll be able to find it you know
1: yeah it'd be more like We'll find Aslan Beer, and you go find and it. And you have to
0: find it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Good call. All right. Cool. Anything yeah, else? But...
1: Nope.
0: Nah. All right, well, let's get into our featured review, which is going to be Past Lives. Uh, Past Lives is written and directed by Celine Song. It stars Greta Lee, Tao Yu, John Magoro, and... That's about it. Uh, plot synopsis reads, Nora and Sung, two deeply connected childhood friends, are wrestled, are rested apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea. Uh, 20 years later, they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront notions of love and destiny. What did you guys think of past lives?
2: So, obviously I we start with loved...
0: He blew his load on, on Letterboxd because he didn't know well, it. wasn't it. a
2: feature. Yet. He didn't know that. Yeah in, your but, uh, yeah, in your defense. I liked it. Yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Um, it's very... like, small feeling, I guess, compared to some of the things that we've been watching lately, like Blue Beetles and such. But it's a very human and romantic story that is... I think can be very plain looking, but is the emotional like feelings behind it is very complex. And I like how it felt. I looked, it felt very natural in the acting, which we always say can be harder for acting. It's easy to overact. It's hard to be understated. And yeah, it just felt like a very real life story. And pretty emotional. And yeah, I loved it. Um,
1: I did like it quite a bit. Um, I didn't love it. And I have some, I wouldn't say glaring problems with it, but I definitely say that there were some problems with it, just not technically speaking or acting wise necessarily, but um, just some other elements that were a little too obvious for me. Um, but yeah, I, I did like the simpleness of it. Um, I did like the overall, like it felt, like Jacob said, small, um, which felt nice, even though they were in a huge city uh, as in New York and then coming from an entire country, basically. We don't really know where they came from. I guess Seoul, which I would think it said Seoul. Yeah. 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 What the biggest city in. In Korea. South Korea. South Korea, yeah. Um so it was big in terms of the setting and the atmosphere, but the actual um where we're at is very small. The setting of of what we see is feels very small and intimate, which is um good. It's got Jacob's boy, John, in it from his favorite movie First Cow. Yeah. Yeah, Jacob's favorite movie (laughs) of twenty twenty one or whatever that whenever that came out. Um Greta Lee and the other 19 uh, guy Excuse 2019 me. okay it might have been I have no idea I'm actually embarrassed color. for you uh, uh, Greta Lee didn't know. One. <laughs> yeah <sighs> didn't know her or the other main uh, lead but I mm-hmm. think that they were both very good I uh, looked them up <laughs> one is uh, the guy hey soon is from Germany and she's from Los Angeles. So uh, the the Korean aspect, I thought, would have been... I thought they would be at least from Korea. Uh, and they both weren't, which isn't a problem. But um, it was but just... But they're obviously
0: surprising. Korean.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> saying that they're not Korean. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it was just an interesting tidbit. It has nothing to do with my overall yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. for them at all. Like, it still felt very natural. It was just... When I'm looking up, that neither of them were from Korea was kind of, uh, Lee, she didn't feel like she was from Korea, but the other guy definitely felt like he was straight from Korea. But, um, but well, that kind of made sense. End.
0: Yeah. With the, for the movie. movie. Yeah. When you move when you're yeah, that young. It's exactly. Like you, yeah. Yeah. You spend more of your life, you, when you spend more of your life in another country, what do you reflect more? The country that you spent the most time in or the country that you're from?
1: I think that depends. I mean, yeah, I know that, I'm, like,
0: it's just a. We're born it's there different
1: and different, so. born elsewhere, come to America and still have an accent. Twenty, thirty, forty years later, so mm-hmm. I sure. think it probably just kind now of when they
0: move
1: how that young. Though, yeah. I mean, she was twelve.
0: I think Eight. so, twelve. Yeah.
1: Either way, I mean, that's that's a <laughs> substantial amount of time <laughs> and learning your entire language. Like being being that like, if you would have came at like three or four. You know, when you're just kind of learning how to talk, and then you go to America, I can see your accent falling off. But being 12, I feel like your accent would be pretty established, and then trying to kind of break that. But I mean, I guess it depends. I'm not a language
0: expert, but this like my thought. (laughs) my, My thought to that or rebuttal to that would be like if you're learning a language that is like more similar to your home language like Spanish and English are very similar right and like a lot of European countries are very similar languages like I think it, it seems to me that your accent would stick around more with those languages rather than going from something that's to at least sounding wise to me completely different to English but again I'm no language expert Maybe. I don't know I mean
1: yeah like in like Indians uh well they speak like, English I know but they still have the accent
2: because that's Indian. English. What? It's their own dialect of English. Yeah, but it's still an accent. I mean, sure.
1: I mean, we could yeah, say no, the South <laughs> has their own dialect of English too, but it's still. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying accent.
2: it's like all everything's an accent, though. Ours is an accent.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> There's like but no not real standard. Any any. any to have none, no accent from your previous wherever you were born like she had zero accent i mean but she had an american accent. accent no i meant zero korean accent okay left over but it it doesn't really matter i mean we're diving into something that is negligible and doesn't really matter <laughs> Yeah, How's that <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but other than that, uh, yeah, I did uh, like it quite a bit, and um, we'll kind of dive into the the nitty gritty of why I don't necessarily love it.
0: Perfect. Um, well, Jacob, don't want to steal your thunder, but I fucking loved past lives. I loved Thank everything you. about it. I think it is like you said very simple and understated, but that could be more difficult than having it be like totally dramatic and not over the top, but there's places that most movies would go that this doesn't go because that's not what the story is, right? And they even draw attention to it in dialect in the, in or in dialogue in the movie. Uh, yep. which sounds <laughs> pretty interesting but um and I like that but That's yeah good. it's uh it's not that kind of movie it's it's very much trying to tell something different and whether you're an immigrant or not whether you're you know from here first generation second re- generation whatever like the love story that it's telling and like the 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 what if thoughts and stuff that is relatable for anybody that's ever had more than one relationship in their life, right? Unless you married Mm -hmm. the first girl that you ever dated, like, this story is just so universally uh, relatable. It's the what if. Yeah, and that's, you know, what I loved about it, and um, there's just outside of the central plot and everything, like, technically speaking, we'll definitely get into it, but I thought it was, like, astounding i it was sneakily well shot this movie had no right to be to look this good yes i was like there's so many scenes at, in it yeah yeah had a lot in it
1: okay guys come on
0: <laughs> no dude I'm not, it, real. It, is. Yo, it is okay really josh good, watched but it to say it's like asleep, incredible fell asleep the first time no it is incredible Well, that's
1: the movie's fault not mine
0: <laughs> well give it your full attention next time you might catch more but I was was blown away by a lot of this movie and how it looked, especially, uh, I love the music. It's probably not for everybody, but we'll, I would like to talk more about that as well. And yeah, I mean, I really don't have anything bad to say about it, so definitely willing to get into the details now. Um, we'll, we'll cover spoilers. We can talk freely if you guys haven't seen past lives. Skip forward timestamps in the uh, info description, whatever. But yeah, fucking let's get into it. Let's.
2: Yeah, Yeah, let's start with the problems. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so my main gripes with this, being the indie darling that I am and seeing, I'd say, probably more of these types of movies than you two, um, is Mm -hmm. that this one. Felt a little bit too perfect and felt a little bit too on the nose. There was a lot of like what I call them bumper sticker sayings, things that you'd be like, okay, like people don't talk like that. And that's what really took me out of it for a lot of a lot of it was kind of their conversations just felt very rehearsed and very unnatural. Whereas they like, when they weren't speaking and like just their overall connection with just um, body movements, nuances of the face, things like that felt much more natural and felt much more real. And then they, when they got to talking, it just felt rehearsed and over the top. And that's what kind of uh, that was the main thing that took me out of it. Um, if like and it uh, especially the scene at the bar towards the end um, and then her conversation with Arthur in bed, that felt very corny. It felt good, but it was like, that's like
2: the opposite feeling. No, it was so,
1: so, so corny, like very definitely real, but corny as hell you dream in Korean. You never sleep talking English.
2: Yeah, like you have to build up all this relationship over like so long, and they have to do it in like however many minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to convey a lot in such a little amount of writing that, of course, it's going to be like m- more descriptive than what a person would say.
1: Yeah. But I think there's better ways to do it. Like a better, a better, um, comparison or like a better job i think that deals with like not necessarily this relationship because if this relationship itself was unique and it was it's kind of uh special in that regard but one that showed more of like a true emotion or like a true relationship would been like a movie called uh i watched pink wall that movie felt much more natural and felt much more like real and this one just didn't feel real there was no like where's where's the the anger where's the like overall emotion this was pretty much all upbeat there was a couple like one really sad like thought-provoking part and the rest of it was just very happy like Arthur is way too perfect like for him to like react the way he did when hey soon left and her crying in his arms because her quote unquote friend left and him not is just like hugging her and not dealing with any type of like repercussions of that just felt a little bit overwritten and really unrealistic. I,
2: I think it just shows that he's a mature I think it would be worse if he overreacted about it that would make him like But that would make it real like human being. I would not act that way because if you think about like she, what she's going through, he's trying to understand. He's just this American guy. He doesn't, he didn't grow up where he's not from where she's from. He didn't like experience what she experienced. And he's just trying to like understand. And there's like tons of walls in culture when you're like dating someone outside of your culture that you just have to accept and like be trusting and he trusts her and accepts her for who she is. And he knows that like, like she was displaced from her home by the choice of somebody else. And like all of her life is like this confusing and battle that she had to go through <laughs> to get to that point. So like for him to act like terrible at that part, that would just be like, so mean <laughs> spirited.
1: I, okay. Yeah. But, so the only argument I have with what you said, Jacob, is I get like you obviously are experiencing this firsthand. So I necessarily can't respond to that. But from some from like my perspective, and I guess is not this, but uh, or is not the same. But I uh, I just think that it's still no. He's still no matter what it's still, I feel like, going to be a tough thing for him to uh, react to or to accept, and for him, for us to not really get any of that is, like, kind of hard for me to believe. Like, h- him and her, like, I just feel like they're Arthur and Nora's relationship is much more understated and felt like it was put to the side when we're looking at not um her and not uh soons relationship and I would have liked to see a little bit better balance between the two Arthur's relationship we're, we're we're seeing him as like this awesome guy but for him to not get the same kind of emotional level or emotional feel for their relationship versus her and Soon's relationship just felt like it was playing, playing to them and not to what is real and what's actually happening. And that was kind of an issue with me.
0: Well, I, I definitely agree with Jacob where I think that's what the movie does differently is that, and it, what it draws attention to is that he even says, you know, in, in a, in a romance novel and a movie, I'm the other guy, you know, people are rooting for people are rooting for you too. And, um, that's, it's very true. And I like that maybe, you know, I like that it doesn't go for those, the cliche and the trope of him getting angry and upset over it. And I feel like there's a part of it too. That is, of,
1: you know, is that um, a trope though?
0: Well, I mean, I'm just saying like every romance movie, you know, where, where, if this was the, if this was the story, they would end up together and and that guy would have some trait about him or something about him that would make him an asshole. I know. Yeah. You would, yeah. You would like root against him, you know, and and this doesn't have that. And the fact that they don't show that, I think it's it's giving you more of the perspective of Haesung where like it, it does such a good job of like it doesn't overexplain it. But like the reason that they don't meet up at one point is because like he has a girlfriend. Right. And it's it's almost like he's only here now because they're you know he says at one point they're not really together and so from his perspective <laughs> you don't get to see the inner workings of like her actual marriage and you just have to accept it like f- face value that like arthur is a good guy and sometimes and when like, he meets him he's like
2: he says that right he's just like Damn it! Like he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I hate that I like him.
0: Basically, exactly. And so, like that's done harder to a billion
2: to, different ti- ways.
1: Except like that's done in tons of movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it's not. Like, I'm this not is, saying that this movie is groundbreaking, newer. like new or anything, but it's just the way that it handles everything is so mature. like perfect to me. <laughs> yeah, and mature.
1: Yeah, too perfect, and that's my main. Main mean ar- yeah. argument is it's too perfect.
0: There, yeah, I can I, like again. I said I can see what you're saying with it, and I don't. I have no like thought that you're gonna like. You said you already said you really liked it, so I know I know where you're coming from. It's yeah, it's, it's just, just a matter of come bringing it down from where we're at, and yeah, I've seen I've seen the same thing, but it's one of those things where I feel like it's going to work for you or not, or m- maybe like you got every aspect that it was going for, or you didn't. Like I probably totally missed some aspects that un- after sun was going for. And I'm a little low on that. Yeah. But and, like re-watch that and get more <laughs> from it. I think this is one of those it's movies funny that, that you say that. the same thing. What? Cause like, after yeah, Sun's it's funny that you bring that up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I think that after sun, even though it's a completely different, Storyline, like obviously they're not even connected whatsoever, but yes, the humanness of After Sun felt much more realistic and much more believable than the the humanness of past lives. I think that After Sun just felt much more grounded and much more realistic than past lives did.
2: But. I do think it was pretty realistic. Let's say, okay, like you like someone who's overseas, right? Like you have a close relationship with them. You guys talk a lot. You're friends. You're close, and you. Have I a can't. I can't relate
1: to that. So then, this movie's not relating to me, which is another, I guess, problem with it. But I can't. Well, I've never been it, in that situation. Take, it,
0: take that to like its base level. Have you ever like liked someone that was? farther away or like it was harder to see them like and you have these questions of how are we going to make it work it's not it's not just about being like overseas or different countries or whatever it's just like how would we make this work if you haven't yeah then then that's it's probably harder to relate to like yeah
1: that's exactly what I'm saying it's that's my biggest gripe with it is I couldn't relate to it and that's not necessarily a knock on it not, not at all because I like I said I did really like it but for to not have the related re, relatability to it, as i.e., after son, um, having mm-hmm. being a father now, it's much more relatable to me, and this just isn't. And what the about the aspects painted, like
0: not even them being like separated, but just like the completely base, like that everybody has felt of like the what ifs of like a past relationship, you know, saying, Well, we didn't work out now, and maybe you think the like you always said there's always relationships that you reflect upon and be like what if you know it went a different way and it did work out and you know the whole inyun thing like that yeah to me is to me is in my letterbox review spoiler but would have been a perfect yeah, title i don't know if it would have sold the i movie think it would have been well, better but i love that, that is the yeah. title isn't it well okay no no if you
2: type the... in in you and it comes up as the name, oh of really? The movie. But even uh, not, even the yeah, American am name—that's why I thought you said that because I'm like, maybe that's like the Korean name of the movie or something.
1: Maybe, but in this, like, okay, so you don't do Inyun as it, just name it Providence, which is the English translation or of fate. It said, yeah, Providence or Fate. I think Fate would have been a little too...
2: Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, that would have those, been. But, <laughs> but Providence <laughs> is
1: is like one of those things where it's like the title, like uh, we always come back to it, but never rarely, sometimes, always. If mm. you would have just been a little, like Inyun would have been cool as well, but I think that that even was used enough. But this would have been like that cool little indie, like when they say Providence and it's one little sentence or one little line but I mean, they the do say the
0: past lives also like multiple times in the they movie. They say that,
1: but, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. That that was a little. That's why like providence would have been, I think, kind of a cool right. Name yeah, for it's it, used like one time. You'd have just yeah. barely, r- rarely. It didn't even mean much. But like, that's just what the actual meaning of Inyun was. And then you can kind of go mm-hmm. from there. But that's that's like the indie, <laughs> the indie darling title that I would have enjoyed. But like like I say, pink walls, pink walls was literally. They were in this club and there was like a, a pink wall in it. And that was literally the, the entire title was just one one little throwaway sentence that didn't really do much to the movie. But it's Huge. my hipster indie-ness <laughs> of these films.
0: Yeah. Um, let's go back to a moment that, uh, that Josh said was maybe a little corny, but that I think Jacob and I liked. Or I, I did like loved it. it. Let me, I just think it.
1: it was overwritten.
0: Okay, we're talking about the pillow I talk. I like scene. With her husband. Yes. yeah, yes, I love that scene. I did scene like for, it. That has a multitude of reasons. Like, the the calling attention to what, like, the the traditional movie would do. And, like, he was laughing at it, like, in this. Like, because he, you know, they're, they're writers. And that's kind of how their brains yeah, work. Like, would, this is yeah, a traditional story. Like, that. this would be, I would be the bad guy. And then just moving into, like, the dreams, the dream talk, too, like, you dream in a language that I can't understand. And like, that's his reason for learning Korean. Like just, yeah. I don't know. Felt so like, like I said, that's really what gave Arthur's so, character. Like a lot of, like he cares so much. Like he wants yeah, to so understand so much. <laughs> yeah, And like, yeah. you can't dislike him, you know? And it gives, it yeah. gives the movie more complexity and even a little bit of tension too, because of that.
1: Yeah. I think that, the romantics of this movie I was all about like just the little details, my favorite scene, maybe not my favorite scene, but probably it's up there. What is the scene where we get the little montage of their, of their conversations and how they kind of are starting to happen more frequently. The, the first time that they kind of re, Oh, the, like the video relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, she's like eternal. She talks about eternal, uh, eternal sunshine and eternal sun whatever the fuck the name of <laughs> eternal yeah. sunshine of the spotless mind. spotless mm-hmm. mind that <laughs> one uh and he just like goes and watches it and i've been in like chris and i's relationship start you you send them music and they you know they listen to that song or hey have you ever seen this movie no i haven't i'll i got what what's a good movie to watch oh i just watched this and then they just mention and then you start listening or watching it and then. They might have a favorite band that they like or a favorite artist. So you start kind of listening to that artist to kind of create a connection to them that, you know, might not have existed before. So showing those little things really was very subtle in its approach, but definitely that was more that was probably one of the biggest relation that I can relate to um, in this was those little Calls where he's like watching that movie because mm-hmm. she mentioned it to him. So I I thought that was I love that um scene scene in particular. And then I kind of want to fast forward to the very end. Wait 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 I, the I ending ending since itself, you were talking but, about it. Yeah.
0: There's there's a shot. No in, no I'm just saying eventually. Oh well, there's a shot. I just, I just one thing about that scene because you brought it up and I have it in my notes. Like that shot, the shot of them with well, like their video calling and it's um. It's like a cityscape and it kind of transitions perfectly to the next one, but it's like day and night and it just, you know, it's simple but effective in showing that they're in like two different worlds, right? Like the just two different times really show the difference or the, the distance between them because everything is so like you could call anybody and you could be connected to anybody instantly nowadays, like to, to really show the distance. I thought that shot was very effective in doing that and um yeah definitely and and just uh uh to to add to their the relationship there like the building of the relationship i like how a lot of times they show uh it affecting their like they will affect their real life to like talk to each other like one will wake up earlier or one will go to bed later just to continue talking and like you know at one point she's like oh i haven't eaten yet like she she didn't want to like Hang up and get dinner because they were talking and it was midnight, yeah. you know.
1: Yep. Yeah. That, that, that was the, yeah. That whole scene Which was, I really literally impactful.
2: experienced that one. I know. And that's, <laughs> that's what I was Jacob saying. Like yeah. when I, <laughs> oh when I saw I literally that, literally experienced that exact thing. He's like,
1: when, why would you wake up? Like you never wake up before 10 and it was like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, that was the only time that you said you could talk. So, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not firsthand, but secondhand through Jacob that he, definitely experienced things like this and yeah, those 12
2: hours of difference suck
1: definitely yeah. yeah like i said definitely more relatable for jacob and i'm surprised he didn't give it a little bit higher score mm-hmm. honest, i mean i'm, I'm interested to see I I, I I think
2: this i don't know i feel like when you rate it that it gives you a chance to watch it again just for the reason
1: or you could just give it the you could the just watch it again anyway <laughs> watch it again because it is that good you <laughs> go, yeah like I, some movies I think deserve a chance to breathe. And I don't know if this one needs for me necessarily needs to breathe. I think it's, it's either you, you, you can relate to it at a first first hand, or you can't. And mm. or I guess it, there's, there's definitely gray areas in that, but yeah, that, that cityscape scene, I was like, Oh yeah. Like you just see two cities. You're like, Oh, that could be the almost as, the same city but it was definitely uh two different cities and just seeing the the um the like city day city night. skyline looks completely different in new york versus seoul so that yeah was, that but was like then, cool juxt- yeah, just using juxtaposition the position between the two
0: right yeah the day and night and uh, yeah i loved all that
1: yeah another scene i really liked was that it held um was when she was walking up the stairs and he's walking straight i think that's one of the last times they like see each other
0: when they're kids
1: yeah yeah, yeah. well they like, call back like, that at the, the, the end was,
0: i yeah. loved that callback at the end that was amazing kind of when they diverge oh come on that's good stuff
1: i th- it is good. i think and my ending would have been different and that's why I kind of want to talk about if we if we're going to go there we might as well it's a good segue sure. we can still talk about everything else but I just want to talk about the the true ending itself yeah um i think that it should have ended when they were just staring at each other
0: you wanted a la la land I,
1: believe. I i've never seen la la land but i want to oh, i want to you've
0: never seen la la land no oh you need to get on that Okay. Anyway, I know
1: I do. Anyway, yeah, because i Damien Chazelle. I've only seen like Whiplash. I think by Damien.
0: Well, yeah, but still, I mean, just like and you love that, a, so you should go. see Yeah, I love Whiplash. <laughs> for a movie anyway, that you know um, you could easily watch with the girlfriend, that's like that's a that's a prime candidate right there. Oh yeah,
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's I'll, I'll I'll watch it soon. All right, um, but
0: anyway. yeah,
1: the I like the like, like the what like that would have been the ultimate like this whole movie is a what if and to leave it on a what if, I think would have been pretty awesome, but I did like the ending, but I didn't love it. I think that I would have loved it if they would have just right before he, they, she got, he got in the taxi cut cuts to black.
2: So,
0: I like the way well, it was. Okay. Wait, you're <laughs> saying, I feel like it
1: explained sh- too much towards the end. You're I no, you're it.
0: saying, are you saying you wanted more of a, more of a what if? Like you're leaving, you want the relationship to be left like open or ambiguous because I think that's, like no no, that's a no no. I think it's the most important part is is saying that like this is not you gotta let go of it. Yeah yeah exactly. Let go and move on.
2: I I think that it was like a dream and now you got to be realistic in reality. You're and they're older, right? Like they're in their (laughs) forties.
1: I mean. Thirties. If they, she left Way at, if you are saying she left at, eight, if you are saying she left at eight, then she's only twenty eight. I thought it was it's been twenty
2: four years. It was yeah, twenty yeah. years. Two year jumps.
1: No, she right. keeps saying twenty years, twenty years, twenty years, twenty years.
2: Yeah, twenty four years is like twenty years.
1: <laughs> no, she says they explicitly say twenty years multiple times. It's been twenty years. Are they just saying that and
0: like? Okay, well, the first jump is from the first jump is from something to or from 12 to however old she is and or the sorry the first jump is 12 years because it says 12 years later and she is graduated from college and working so we can assume she's 23 or 24 that's why i think it's 12 12 to me
1: Nora and Hae-soon two deeply connected childhood friends are rest apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea 20 years later, they are reunited for one faithful week as they confront notions. They and are yeah, but
0: that's 36 like, uh, That's like end. the plot synopsis. I don't think that's like an exact number. <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? It is, it
2: is three dozen year time jumps. So it's 12, 24, 36.
0: Okay, there you go. Huge. Figured it out. So, so she's 36. Almost 40. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. There you go. You got to be realistic.
2: And like, it, and it's shown that like, He's not a bad guy and like she does care about him and like, but she, they had this week to like kind of reignite that in you right. The feelings that, that you meet someone in the past that you'll meet him in the future. And then it's like, they spend time together and it's just like they're mature adults. They realize like, no, you know, like
0: that's not how things work. And well, I love that. Okay. Autism. Sorry. Go back even from that when they first like meet up, I I feel like she doesn't know, like neither of them really know what the intentions are. Right. Right. It's been so long and since so it's, it's not like to reignite the flame or anything like that. It's like just to it's it's just see, I want meet and see what
2: happens. Yeah,
0: Exactly. And then cause they, cause they do the first meeting and then they have all of these questions after, which is another great scene. She's like, he's like, you know, was he this way? Was he this way? Are you attracted to him? She's like, I don't think so. And like, just answering that. So like, honestly, like, I don't think so to his face. Like, I don't know. I, I liked a lot of that where it's like, not super clear about where they're trying to go with it or whatever, but the fact that he is coming to meet her now when he had the chance before to meet her, but he had a girlfriend and he like just shut it down. And then now he's like, oh, this relationship might not go anywhere. So like, I do want to meet her and yeah, it's, it's, complicated. I mean,
2: even his friends are making fun of him for going. Oh, look, it's supposed to rain the whole time or
0: something. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Severe thunderstorm.
2: Yeah. That's almost kind of like a symbolism, like it's probably going to go bad or something, right? Like that's not a good foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, right. But But, uh, sorry, just to like like, from what Jacob was saying, like even even there, you know, this is the third cycle or whatever from kids to Then they reconnect, and then this time they actually are coming together again. To me, it feels like it's not—they're not going into it with any expectations or intentions, and it's just—I don't know—to to to see each other again and see what happens. Right. I don't know where you're going with that, Jacob. I I cut you off, and then did you finish your? No, 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 I.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying like, that's why I liked the ending because it wasn't like built up, like they're going to be together. It was like just more real. And then like, it was painful to see them going, but then you go back to the stability of, in like reality and this, that she has with her husband. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. want no, it that's... to be ambiguous. That's... It's like the ambiguousness was just her the hurt and confusion of their feelings and why they had that extra long stare at the end. Cause like there's something, but <laughs> well, also the, it's not fantasy. Even
0: the, even the conversation like at the bar, I feel like is closure enough to where like Josh's ending. I feel like wouldn't make as much sense or work as well because they start, they get to so a would point we where they build up
2: like a, something that was already closed.
0: Yeah, because they, they already, like, get to a point of closure and they start joking about, like, oh, what would we have been in, like, in the next life or in a past life or whatever? Like, you know, what would this relationship have been? They talk, they, they dive more into the in or whatever, and they're like, well, maybe if if, uh, if it's, you know, not meant to be now in 100 more years or whatever, it'll, like, this will happen and so on and so forth. So, like, I feel like that that conversation at the bar... Kind of put closure to their relationship and gave them enough to just to move to say goodbye and and move on from that. Even though it's you know sad to it hurts still. Yeah, yeah. Like like with that closure, I feel like they I feel like they don't plan on seeing each other again. Like his 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 invitation to Korea kind of felt like an empty gesture to me a little. Whether it was yeah, I don't know how you felt about that, but. It, like, no, I, I felt like it, it. They they was left ending each other, it like- and that's
2: why it was hard because it was like, this is the final goodbye. That's why it's right, hard. Yeah. It's not hard because like they still are in love or something. It, it's just like, you know, like there was like a relationship of some sort. Right. And now it's ended, you know, and like, yeah, they got to move on and that's hard.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, Okay, I will say one more thing that I've written down. I want to go back to the bedroom conversation because there's another aspect that I wrote down that I forgot to mention. Um, When he says, he asks, like, if it had been anybody else, right, that you met in the same way, uh, to me, it was positing the question of, like, whether they are actually soulmates or, like, if relationships are just a matter of things falling into place. Right. Like when he says, if it was, if it was another single guy at this writer's retreat and you like, oh, you know, yeah. You him or whatever, right. like, would you be married to this guy now? And to me that like, even if he was alive and present in the current timeline that they're in, like it, to me, it asks the question, are, are they soulmates or it, are all relationships just made up of a matter of like timing? and that's kind of like what the Indian thing is too. Like it's all timing and where you're at in your life and when you meet people and relationships. And that's what I feel like the, that's what I feel like the the whole movie is about more broadly.
2: Yeah. I totally forgot about that, but yeah, no, that was, yeah, that, that's why I love that whole scene in total. There was just a lot <laughs> that was mm-hmm. like spoken through Without it, like you could say it's not exposition, right it doesn't describe to you exactly what is going on, but it's like conveying a lot
0: through the words that it's saying, yeah, totally agree um and then the uh the last thing for me, I teased it earlier, but the music what uh what did it remind you of anything?
1: Here it is it's right here.
0: Is this actually it or is this for the soundboard?
1: No, it reminds me of Dramatic Piano from Zencasters to Soundboard.
0: Oh, this is from the Zencasters. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, yes and no. But uh, when I was watching it, I was like, this music sounds very familiar. And I kept watching and I was like, I think this is this sounds like it could be the same guy that does Minecraft c418 or c418 whatever is is. it really and his name is daniel rosenfeld or rosenfield that did minecraft and the guy that did this is named daniel rosen well also christopher oh wow (laughs) isn't that weird no not the same guy but uh yeah it it reminded me a lot of (laughs) like the minecraft music and which i what?
2: want to say i love the minecraft music i used to listen I to do it all the time to study too i do too, too. <laughs> and here's why that <laughs> music amazing.
0: is amazing there is some there's like deep dives people that have like analyzed that music for way longer than i have i'm just like a casual fan of it but the the thing that that music does which i'm likening it to past lives, so whether they ripped it off or whatever you want to say they're invoking the same emotion in the movie is like a feeling of nostalgia for something that you haven't even experienced. Right? Or like why why do I feel nostalgic Almost for this like a that I have no connection that to?
2: you're nostalgic for.
0: Yeah, like when you listen to the soundtrack to Minecraft, and this isn't a universal experience or whatever, but I feel like I feel like weirdly nostalgic and like in your feels and emotions and it's like I don't even know why because it's not, this isn't something that I grew up I do up too, with or, but
2: I thought that was just because the yeah, Minecraft I played like what? It's been out for like 12 or 13 years now.
0: <laughs> I think longer than that. <laughs> I think it's been out since like 2008. Yeah. So it's been out for a long time. But...
2: So I do get nostalgic. Oh, <laughs> okay, there you go. What? 12 years. You're, you nailed it. And I used to um, use it to study for it back in pharmacy school. So it's like another yeah nostalgia. so
0: so i mean for you it, it might be actual nostalgia but for me i just i find it weird when you can listen to certain things like you know that tiktok sound the ambient ocean or whatever the uh, the song that yeah. they use that they put over like all the 90s just like pictures uh aquatic oh fuck what's it called hold on this song Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. That. Like, never heard that song in my life before. But what, however, they made it or you know produced it or whatever, they're using like sounds and things that would be similar from the past enough to give you like a nostalgic feeling. And I don't know, it's just for like, me. Minecraft I think it's music the does echoes, that because like and, it's
2: <laughs> like the echoes of a past that, right. in your life. Because an echo is yeah. a sound that comes after the original sound. Yeah. <laughs> no but i mean music conveying feelings is obviously like a known thing right like horror movies wouldn't be nearly as scary if they didn't have the music
0: with it right yeah uh sorry what uh, tying it back was the fact that because the past life soundtrack is so similar to that minecraft music it gives me that feeling and whether they were intending that or not doesn't matter that's what. It, that's the emotion that it evokes, which I think fits perfect for this movie. So long way of saying I love the music in the movie. Yeah. I thought it worked perfectly
2: with it. Like what else would you do? (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's just exactly what is meant for this. So like, it's like if you had something different, I don't, why would it work better? I don't know.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it uh, for me. Anything else for you guys? No. Nope. All right. Well, what are you going to give past lives out of five stars? I gave it, obviously, a
2: 4.5.
1: I am giving it a 4.
0: I am
2: a 5. Boom. Well, that makes me happy I bought this, so you guys could watch it. When I first talked about this, it seemed like nobody was interested in it, and I've been like... (laughs) Super interested in watching this movie since I heard about it.
0: Yeah, no, I've always been interested. I just missed it in theaters and then I didn't want to spend twenty dollars on a blind buy. You know, I, I was I was going to wait until it was available to rent and I would have rented it as soon as it was the price dropped, but um you made the decision easy for us by buying it. So thank you. I just went straight and bought it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to some nano reviews. Um I have two things.
1: I have Sorry, I start? one.
0: Uh, all right. So I watched You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah, the latest Happy Madison film, but it's a little bit of a you watched it. deterrence from the normal Happy Madison films. Uh, this is actually, I believe, written and directed by a woman. Writing credits. Yes. Written and directed by. Females, which makes sense. This is very much a female coming of age story. So I wouldn't say it's for me, but in the same sense, I love a movie like Ladybird. and that's a female coming of age story. That's also not for me, but the relationships in that are much more authentic. Um, I wouldn't say much about this is very authentic. And again, it's also commenting on like the Jewish experience, which I have no like I have no idea about or, like, even point of relatability. Um, So, all of that aside, it is supposed to be a comedy and I didn't find it funny at all. Um, I kind of rather would have just had it be, like, a quirky drama, like, centered around the same... It could have been, like, the same family and everything. Sure, have Adam Sandler, have his daughters, whatever, but they try to force in these really bad at lame attempts at humor. Like with there's a, D, a super over the top DJ and there's like a, a gag where one of the daughters, you know, pulls out in front of him or whatever. And he crashes his car like, Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, anything with like the so older funny. daughter too, I should say is really bad. Like they try to make all of these references to like old horror movies and like older movies really, really bad. um, I'll say like the 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 thing that worked best was the relationship with the friends and that is what it's centered around but I just feel like it misses too many things that it's going for to give it a pass. Uh I would say it's mediocre at best for me slightly under that. Um but tough to say because it's again not a movie for me but yeah, didn't find it funny. Could have cut out everything with her older sister and uh tighten this thing up and Yeah, just uh, not. uh, It's too. It's a little too cliche, too, like with the relationships. Like, I like the friendship, but there's, you know, crushes involved, boys involved, all that shit. Just uh, not my cup of tea. That's all I'll say about that. Oh, I gave it a two. Sorry. (laughs) Loved it.
1: I was hearing that this is like. Adam Sandler's highly highest rated movie or
0: something. Well, it is getting. I did see something about that too. Yeah, I don't know if it's like in response to the rest of his movies. Like all of his other movies are so bad that this is decent, so people are overrating it. Or, I mean, maybe you know, young girls are watching this and loving it. And again, for a movie that's not for me, it could speak to other people more, girls, especially Jewish girls. I don't really know, but it just was unrelatable to me and not funny and even the like the human relationships in it that like should be more universal I didn't find that appealing like again a movie like Ladybird, I love that that's way better than this so not going for the same thing but my only point of reference
1: gotcha oh yeah Jacob, you want to go? or?
2: <clears throat> I certainly can. So I guess I'll start. I rewatched My Neighbor Totoro.
0: And As did that I. is. What? <laughs> I watched it for the first time. Oh, you did? That was the one, yeah. Because I saw what you had watched and I. So I popped on it.
2: And oh, I think sure. it is really good uh i for compared to like most of miyazaki's movies i think this one's kind of more simple like i don't think there's like a really more deep message to it other than just like family you know family and but it doesn't make it like much worse he's it's still like the art's beautiful and the symbolism is just so interesting and unique. And I just, it's very upbeat and doesn't have any kind of drama to it. And it's kind of crazy. It came out in 88, and that just becomes more impressive over time with his movies that he was just so ahead of his time. I mean, you watch old Disney movies now and you see they were very problematic a lot of times and you notice a lot of like old themes and they they just felt old because you watch me like, Oh, like, that's not really okay now or Oh, it, And then you like watch his movies. and It's like, you don't get that at all. It's just <laughs> he was it just shows he was kind of a visionary. And Still doing it, I guess. And yeah, I I mean, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I It's definitely not my favorite of his, but still a good one for sure.
0: Yeah, so for me, this was a first-time watch. And I do think on a rewatch, I might enjoy it more, but I didn't really love it or even... I did like it, I did like it, but I very marginally liked it the first time. I do think, yeah, it is very simple, there's not much of a plot and compared to like the big 3 like spirited away what i would call the big 3 spirited away howls moving castle like princess mononoke there are like deeper messages in all of those movies that aren't really present here but i would say this is also very much a kids movie so like how how deep do you want to go and he does do a good job of usually balancing that. Like his movies are for kids and for adults most of the time. But this I felt like was mostly for kids and it's more of just a vibe rather than anything compelling, pulling you through like any kind of compelling. I mean, so
2: I would say like he had a movie before this, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. And that was um, like tackling nuclear fallout and war and like so many deeper messages versus this one. Yeah. He definitely loves that that summary slice of light with kind of his magical fantasy element added to it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I just wish there was a bit more, even with like the relationships, like everything felt pretty shallow, like between the family and even like the boy and I don't know, everything just felt a little surface level. And then there's the magical element to it, which is fine, but again, doesn't do anything too interesting. Um, Honestly, one of the best things I liked, which has nothing to do with him or his version, because this was the Disney 2005 dub of it, which is what I watched. I do love the casting of Dakota and Elle Fanning because it actually adds something to the story where you can tell that their voices are like similar enough that they're related. And the way that they like voice their characters, you can just tell that they're actually sisters. And there's that. Yeah, I did watch the dub
2: also. Yeah, I find I mean like, dubbing has always been amazing for Miyazaki's films. Ghibli exactly. Films. They get yeah. really good
0: actors to do it. They're always like super well done. So yeah, that's like some of the only like anime that I don't mind watching dub is Miyazaki's films. And um Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to like this was something I did yeah, I gave it my attention or whatever, but I wasn't like fully invested and zoned into it and trying to like look for all of those deeper meanings that Miyazaki might put in. But, you know, even watching it at that level, it was like, okay, I can see that this is more of just like a vibe slice of life, like you said, and wasn't anything too compelling pulling me through it. Um, but I, I did like it overall. The animation is always killer in these, especially yeah. for that time, like you said, 88, like it really looks good.
2: Yeah, it, it all. it's kind of like for me, like some people, they try to be with the time and other people, they're just like, I'm going to make something timeless and his Mm -hmm. like studio Ghibli, their movies will always look good forever. And since it was always hand done, like it just will never not look good.
0: Yeah, exactly. Need to keep that, keep that alive. Keep it going. Uh, yeah, I don't have too much else to say on it. I would give it, I get, I'm probably like between a three and a three and a half. I'll probably go heavy three for now. I know that sounds harsh, but I would need to rewatch it to, to get more.
2: Yeah, I actually didn't like it as much first time, but I think I felt more of its vibe this time. So I gave it a four.
0: Yeah, that's where I feel like I'm like pretty much right where you're at.
2: Yeah, I mean, like if you're expecting it to be any of literally like pretty much any of his other movies, I would say it's lacking. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) if you're trying to go in with that
0: mindset. (laughs) Okay, well, that covered my two movies. Uh, Josh, did you want to go?
1: Uh sure uh mine's gonna be very brief because it's just a rewatch but I did re- event finally rewatch Oppenheimer and drove to the Grand Rapids again to see it in 70 millimeter IMAX before it is taken down today so um got the second viewing in in true IMAX and got better seats this time uh, I was towards the middle um and yeah the viewing experience was definitely better I don't think it was I think the first viewing was still really good considering we were second row but um, definitely helped that I was a little bit further back but um, I still think this movie's perfect I don't um, really have I don't have anything bad to say about it um, second viewing I think definitely was better in terms of like understanding the structure and understanding what um, you know like I guess time jumps quote-unquote you could say and Um, understanding those and understanding kind of a little bit more um, instead of going in blind, like we did the first, first time. But um, yeah, the score is absolutely incredible. I've been listening to uh, it quite a bit. Um, And I just think Killian Murphy, if he doesn't, I, I, I know that Bradley Cooper apparently is now considered favored for the best actor. Um, in terms of odds, but, um, I think Killian Murphy does such an incredible job and in, in this role and, um, kind of showing this broken man, that's kind of juggling morale and, or not morale morals and juggling kind of where he stands versus what, um, the, the rest of people kind of stand for. And, you know, his, his, um, the weight of everything that, that he is doing and, um, really seeing that weight uh, affect him uh, was was very is very strong and um the scene where like after the fact where they're all like celebrating after the bomb explodes and you can really 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 see like the enthusiasm and that build up of like the two three years of work that they did uh, you know eventually paying off and then it just they're writing this ultra ultra high and then it just kind of gets shot down and seeing like how he is much less of a person or much less of a important person uh and him kind of realizing that through the rest of the movie um I think is I think him carrying that weight and his his acting is almost understated at the time and um you know I just I absolutely loved it and loved every Every second of it, I wish it was a little bit closer because probably if this if theater was like an hour away or <laughs> an hour under, probably would have seen this thing like three or four times for sure. But, um, just a little fringe on the far side to drive an hour and 40 minutes to just see it again. But, um, can't wait to well, you watch could see it, it again
0: uh, as many times as you want in theaters. But, uh, if you're talking about iMac, well, yeah, you
1: know. uh, yeah, true. The 70 millimeter. <laughs> I would like to see it it, um, in just standard theater Mm. as well to see kind of what that experience feels like. But um, I think seeing it in this fashion is like, was absolutely incredible and probably the best experience I've had with a movie ever. And that's hard to say. Like Interstellar I saw, but I didn't see it in IMAX. So if they ever bring back Interstellar and like true IMAX, I would definitely go and see that and enjoy that. But I didn't see the only other movie I've seen of Nolan in true in IMAX in general, not even true IMAX was Dark Knight. We saw it in, in Lansing's IMAX, LIMAX as they call it. But um, yeah, I couldn't, I can't think of a better experience in sound design and, Everything that Nolan does is everything he touches is incredible, and there's a reason why he's. I think Rotten Tomatoes just did a poll of like the last 25 years best director, and he just won. And I don't think that's an argument. Oh yeah, they, think think they did
0: like a bracket thing of that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yep
1: yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone could really argue with him winning, of the past 25 years at least. I think it was him and Denny, which.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, if you're leaving well, it up to a fan, I would level, say clear top two. <laughs> obviously yeah but yeah they were both. i good. would say that they're the,
1: they're the clear top two and to have the success that oppenheimer actually has is because i feel like you, we've always said like nolan's always done like one and ones so like he'll do one of his own films and then one for the studio and then he'll do one for him and then one for for the masses and i i feel like this mm-hmm. kind of was a f- not not necessarily the first time but probably one of the first times that he did a movie that was what he wanted to do I mean this he's he's called this a passion project from a long time ago like he's always wanted to deal with Oppenheimer and for him to have this passion project but also to have it appeal to as many people as it has and for it to you know generate as much as it has as it has I mean it just passed spider-man which is insane the animated. Uh, across the, or what across the Spider Verse, yeah, is this yeah. One? yeah. For it to pass that, I think is pretty insane. And it passed Fast X. It's bound to pass Guardians of the Galaxy three. Like for it to pass all these huge, huge IPs and or not IPs, huge not IPs superhero movies, sequels, things that are that generate a lot of buzz and a lot of viewing. Um, for him to be able to pass all that is. Pretty crazy. And it's like the top five R-rated movie of all time in terms of sales, which is also crazy. So for him to be able to do all that, all things included or all things considered, if Oppenheimer doesn't win Best Picture, this thing's rigged, and I'm never watching another Oscars ever again,
2: or even listening to them. All right,
0: you got to play the game though. So it's a five. I mean, Three
2: Yeah, so you have to bet. So you have to guess anyway yeah anyway
0: all right very cool jacob you got something else
2: i got two something else's
0: oh wow i hit us
2: with so might as well keep with the studio ghibli train and i watched whisper of the heart not miyazaki this one is yoshifumi kondo which is he's dead so this was, the, I think, like the first and only movie that he was the director of. And at the time, he was going to be considered like one of the big ones, like to have the reins handed to from Miyazaki. And I can see why, because I have seen quite a few Studio Ghibli films and I've seen the ones that haven't been done by Miyazaki. And for me, they've always been like separate. It's the Studio Ghibli films, which are, you know, they're good but they're not great. And then at Miyazaki, which are usually great for the most part. And yeah, this one also a pretty simple story. And I would say it's also more easily to understand than a lot of Miyazaki films. It still made me kind of excited. And I <laughs> looked him up immediately afterwards. I'm like, what did he do after this one? And nothing. <laughs> Cause he died. And Yeah, it's a love story. Also pretty good if you watch past lives. Nice little feature could have added with that. It's another love story. This is more of a childhood love story that just stays in the childhood realm, but also leads to things such as distance. And yeah, I think it's super well done. Joshua, you should probably watch this one. I think you would like it.
1: Mm, I'll put it on the list.
2: (laughs)
0: Where on the list, he won't say, but it's on there.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it will be on there somewhere.
0: Yeah, it'll be on there.
2: I mean, it has a 4.1 on Letterbox, so a lot of people love it. Uh, yeah, it, it's really well done. I don't quite see why it's that high because, again, it's it's not quite Totoro level of simplicity, but for me it was. And even that I had some pacing issues at parts with it. But overall, I think he definitely hit that kind of magical feeling you get—you should get with a Studio Ghibli film. And yeah, it's definitely sad there's not going to be any more of that. I gave it a four. And then oh. go right through. Do the right thing is the next movie I watched. Spike Lee joint.
0: Yeah, saw that forgot about actually yeah it's so (laughs) it's been on my
2: list forever i think josh still
0: has my copy he hasn't watched it yet (laughs)
1: uh
2: yeah i think i do (laughs) i finally decided to write watch Mm -hmm. it i don't know really why i decided to watch it i was just kind of going through my list my watch list and i've been in the mood for watching movies lately and i'm like oh this is I went through a couple and all of them were like you had to pay to rent. And then I looked and I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, this one, it was on, I think, Peacock. And you don't have to pay. So I'm like, well, here we go. And it's pretty amazing. I didn't end up perfect, but I think that's, again, just I need to watch it again. There's a lot going on. Yeah. (laughs) It is such a weird and unique Film that the structure is insane. It is so unique. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's hard to like compare it to anything else. It's just has this kind of feeling to it that I've never really felt (laughs) watching a film before. It's just weird. It's just like the structure is all over the place. And then you have like these factions that are cartoony but real. And then like these messaging. That is like hits hard and is super relevant today. It's kind of, it just like kind of goes to the fact that we haven't really advanced. <laughs> like we're just the same as we've been. And you can feel the plight of why people who are in these positions feel the way they do that we're not going anywhere, or at least we're not going anywhere fast right. enough. And. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a powerful, thought-provoking movie that's also very funny and also like so, like you can watch it on a surface level and get a completely different feeling and maybe even like hate it for what it is and then you can watch it on a deeper level and see all the like messaging and complexity and like sh- structure of it and get a totally different feeling from it. I will say honestly, like I'm lost on some of it, which is why I feel like I definitely watch it again, but they just build all these characters and (laughs) there's so many characters and all of them have such a distinct voice and even like nicknames. (laughs) And it feels almost cartoonish at times, but very heavy. And then when it like the shit hits the fan at one point it leaves you feeling like it's kind of like morally ambiguous where like it wants you to see like one side, but also depending on like where your viewpoints are, I think you can like totally side with one side or the other. But like if you're somewhere not on either side, it just leaves you feeling like shit. Like where, how do I feel about what has happened or what it is? And yeah, it's, it's crazy yeah well, this wasn't his first movie, was it? No, I
0: don't know what his first like chronological movie is, but um, no, definitely not his first. yeah no, it's, uh, it definitely uh, is expertly remember, done, yeah, it was around I mean, it was around the 40th. riot the time the riots were happening that I watched it, and it was like, holy shit, this is like so relevant to today. it's and it was made, you know, almost thirty years ago. It was crazy. Yeah, Kyle, it's
1: over 30 years ago,
0: over 30 years ago. Well, yeah, you know,
1: yeah, we're 30, <laughs> We're 31 and it was 89. So it's three, it's 34 years old.
0: Okay. Sorry. I'm doing a past lives. I didn't give you the exact number. I just said rounded it 30. Fuck. Well,
1: Dang. they gave us
2: an exact number and it didn't follow. So that should give it <laughs> down anyway. All right. Whatever. But yeah, this is an insanely important movie. Also, like people should watch this but also i think if the wrong people watch this it might make them further assert their own truths versus like actually understanding what's happening i don't know if it's going to yeah, like, I it would, like that, change minds sure. or just further strengthen i mean it's a spike. Lee movie that you so i feel, feel. Like,
0: yeah i feel like you kind of need to be politically aligned with it before watching it cuz like if you're not then it's yeah it might do like, it might have, like the opposite effect but, like yeah they're like oh we we're, oh, were right look yeah. Sal is
2: just being a good guy and the fucking people are being terrible to him. And it's like, no, like, come on. Like, see between the lines.
0: Between the lines. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I agree. But, I mean, obviously we do align with a lot of that thinking anyway, so it, sh- you know, to me, was impactful. Yeah, I, lo- I love. Man, it looks amazing, too, for It looks you know, absolutely
2: happened. amazing. I mean, and there's just so many interesting shots. I think of, like, And like writing, one of my favorite parts were the love-hate scene with those, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that whole like monologue was amazing. It's so different. And I just loved that part. And just like radio anyway, just walking around, always like the same song. It's like, is that you're always playing the same song. He's like, it's a good song. (laughs) But like I looked at the lyrics of like that and it's amazing. Also shows like how like sometimes music is regressing. Like that was like but yeah. So I gave it a four and a half right now. It's, it is a great movie for sure.
0: Yeah. Love that. Um, okay. I got, I just, well, maybe I'll talk more about it once you watch it, Jacob, or, uh, once I finish it, but I guess the, uh, the second season of Baki was not, it wasn't dropped all at once. They released it in two parts for some reason. So yeah. when we watched when we finished the pickle arc it was not the end of it. So
2: yeah cuz it still says season 2.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I'm pretty far working, into it right now. Oh, so am I. Okay. Well, I pretty much got to where they they just finished dinner and they like just started their fight, Baki and Oh, yeah.
2: Know? I'm right there. Oh, I really like the same spot.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. And uh I will just say briefly, we don't need to get too far into it but compared to the pickle arc, I love everything that these episodes have done so far because it builds upon the relationship of them like it is still like stupid like him like wanting him to cook rice or whatever and that's like what the fight starts over you know like all of that stuff is so it's in line amazing. Knock, <laughs> but it is actually like giving you like real character development because it's yes it's characters that we care about not some like prehistoric man so i'm so glad they brought it back to where it was before what the show should be and i'm really, really enjoying this second half of this season.
2: Did you get to the head pat part? I don't want to like... The head pat. I don't... Okay, you haven't. So I'm not going to say anything then. Okay. Yeah. The whole like father-son part of this is absolutely ridiculous and amazing. Did you... you So you're past the dinner. So you got to the part where he's like, I "I don't know. I never had someone... He's I, got, like, I never had someone to teach me how to be polite or.
0: Yeah, through the dinner, through the, like, the slap scene, that was amazing. Okay. Basically so, where yeah, I'm, like a, favorite, I'm like an episode exactly ahead, ahead of you everybody. Basically. From the building. Yeah, yeah, you're probably one episode ahead.
2: Okay, I'm literally like one ahead of you then. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. It just keeps
2: were? being awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, we can finish up our thoughts uh, probably next episode. But uh, yeah, we're, I'm really glad they turned this season around and. Got it back on track with uh, characters we care about. I even like the boxing stuff with, uh, yeah, stuff. like even that. You know, that's it still
2: part. has the ridiculousness of like the tofu in the water.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to move <laughs> with your brain. <laughs> Don't. And fight he me.
2: punched himself in order to get his <laughs> yeah. brain to strain out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good because that's uh, how it works.
0: Okay. Um. anybody Anything else from anyone else? No, for me. All right, well, let's wrap things up. Uh, next week, oh yes, the Equalizer three, the movie we've all been waiting for. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it looks like next week we will have to talk about it. Uh, I've never seen any of the Equalizers, so don't really have an interest in that. I have seen both. Okay, well, maybe I'll catch up them for you, Jacob. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about it. There's some movies that we could catch up with. Uh, we'll have to see what's playing in Jackson. That'll probably be like the main. Because Jacob and I should have access to most, and just want to make sure it lines up with Josh's. So uh, I guess let's just say TBD. Because I don't know what and I don't. You know, want, I can watch. I don't I want to watch
2: Old there. Boy in theaters right now.
0: Oh yeah, that's the 4K too.
2: Yeah, with extra
0: commentary from the director. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, so yeah, uh, TBD next week. Stay tuned. But uh, lots of content out there right now for you. All right. Uh, If you want to send us that question or comment, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. Find our premium episodes on Bandcamp, Sudsandcinema. Wait, Bandcamp. No, (laughs) sudsandcinema.bandcamp.com. There we go. Got it. (laughs) And then uh, Patreon is patreon.com slash sudsandcinema. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project.
2: I'm on both those as jsal517 that's jsal517,
1: and I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore
0: Sell All right, thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.